welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to uh, introduce myself. This is Sharon Kleina. with the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water, and Water Life Science, Nature's Pharma, The show started many, many years ago, 12 years ago, because I decided that I wanted to have uh, a radio show to educate the world out there about water life science, the power of water worldwide, and what what the effects of your health. I have been, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center, and we study the evaporation of body water loss. And your health. And we've been doing this for over two decades. And we found that people's education about water has been sad, that they weren't taking it serious. And so through the years, we've had on our radio show from Holland and from uh, Italy and England and, and Switzerland and all over the world in the United States and China Our guests come on, scientists, authors, individuals who are in research, that we can discuss what is happening with issues of health, because the lack of education has been not what I thought it should be. The education of the body water, because your body is between 56 and 70% water, why haven't they taken that serious to study that the baby is born from the mother's womb from a pocket of water, comes to live in the water vapor of the atmosphere to keep it alive, but the baby begins to evaporate immediately and loss of water from life to death. The baby's eyes open. There are no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. People have not been educated about when you take that baby home, The priority is water. Also learning how to breathe. Learning how to sleep. Learning nutrition in your diet is vital. And exercise comes. We have to learn this to be able to be healthy. Or if we find ourselves with a symptom and a disease or whatever it might be, we can learn to battle it. Because we've learned how we are evaporating, our rhythm of our personal life. And that's something I'm saying to all of you. The doctor is not your God. You are responsible for your health. And that's what we've been teaching on this show. And when you're listening to our guests from all over the world, that guest and I are discussing research for you to understand the discoveries, what we're unveiling, uh, for you to learn your education so you can use your own thinking and be participating like you're a member of over-listening in that laboratory session. Today we have an exciting guest in China, Dr. Chen. He's a PhD. He's an internationally renowned expert And we'll discuss mind and body, integration of techniques, stress management, 
nutrition, exercise, mind and body medicine to support your journey to a self-healing for a general health and, and overall well-being, you will learn evidence supported by his research. He's a scientist, and this is what I like about this today, because I've been in research for over 30 years, and Dr. Chen is in research, and he will teach us the techniques designed to enhance your recovery, develop a, a positive, optimistic attitude about your life, your journey, fighting against diseases such as cancer and other medical conditions. Dr. Chen is a professor at University of Maryland Medical School and president of the World Institute of Self-Healing. Now, I'm going to let him tell us more about himself because I want to get him on the air. But first, we're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Missed, with just a mist. Several years ago, ophthalmology research came to me and said I had been studying the evaporation of the skin that causes melanoma, which is out of control. And what can be done? Could I study the human eye organ because blindness is out of control and going to get worse because of the evaporation of the surface of the eye's tear film? So I told them I'd study it for a year. I studied it for a year and showed the research center of what could be done. And they asked me if I would put a product on the market to be able to support that humidity effect to slow that evaporation down. And I said I would. And it's nature's tears I missed. We got support with universities and physicians from all over the United States to put the first product of its kind, 100% tissue culture grade of water with a fine mist of micron size to be able to supplement the surface of the eye and the complaint of what happens with vision impairment that does lead to blindness. Eye drops are very heavy, and they can cause an over-evaporation. Don't overuse them. Use them just the way the directions say. And when you're using Nature's Tears Eye Mist, you can use it as often as you wish. Use it with everything you're using if you're using eye drops. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be back with Dr. Chen. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. 
Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Chan, are you with us? I'm fine. Thank you, Tiaran. Well, thank you for being with us today. Uh, I would, would you tell our audience a little bit about, I, I told the audience about you, but I, it, tell, tell us how, where you began as a young person and how you, uh, you're now a scientist and what you're doing. But tell us about your young life and tell us how you got where you're at today. Well, I was probably the same as everybody else. Uh, when I was young, I wanted to become a scientist. I wanted to, you know, explore the world and the truth. And uh, I started my college education in philosophy, my bachelor's degree in philosophy. And then I went to graduate school getting uh, sociology in um, my master, and I have a PhD in social psychology and a minor in statistics. Uh, that is in Penn State University. And, uh, and the, the first job I got is in the, um, uh, Columbia Medical School. I was doing epidemiology and substance abuse. And at the same time, I got a master of public health there, so I get myself more health and medical terminology training in the, in the field I'm working on. And during the, about uh, five or six years of my tenure in the Columbia University, the Department of Psychiatry, we try to understand why people are using drugs and how they use it, what is the consequence mm-hmm. of it. I found out a very interesting phenomenon. We are understanding very well why people are using drugs, how they use it, what the consequences of it, what they should do to stop using drugs. But at the same right. time, people are actually had more 
uh, the, the prevalence of substance use is actually increased. That means mm-hmm. we know what's going on, what's wrong with the society, but we couldn't do anything about it. So that made me uh, thinking of a very big career switch is instead of just understanding why people use drugs and hope people to overcome the drug use, I realized we have, in the United States, we have a drug-dependent culture. People were educated since the childhood to depend on drugs for any health issues. You know, when you have a coughing, there's a drug waiting for you. When you have a fever, there's a drug waiting for you. When you have a headache, there's a drug waiting for you. And one day, right. you, you are found right. out you have a... Is it too long? No, you are right. No, you're fine. I, I'm really pleased what you're telling us. Keep going. And then one day you have a social phobia. You're scared of people in front of people talking, or you have some anxiety or some depression. There's not a drug waiting for you anymore. So you decide, you decide to find something yourself. You probably start with marijuana or start with uh, alcohol. And or maybe, you know, try the cocaine or heroin, you feel better. You start self-medicate. So actually the substance abuse, it's, um, it's a culture from America. We've been, we've been educated that way. Any, any sickness, you have a drug there waiting for you. So that makes me think about maybe we need to change the rule of substance abuse. It's change people's general tendency to searching for help from drugs instead of searching help from themselves. So that's how I start my career switch to go more like a wellness, preventive care, or self-healing. And then cancer is one of the areas I've been working on very actively. I, I guess that will be a very long introduction about my career path. Now, back, I'm going to bring, I'm really glad you brought up the substance abuse and how you started, which is with your research and your passion to want to do something about it. Uh, I agree with you. There's nobody in science studying that doesn't um, agree with the fact this, the United States has become too addictive. That's why they're so emotionally caught up in uh, an outlook, and we can say attitude. And when you began to study that, um, I studied, and I want to bring, uh, before we get into what else you, where you, where you went with all of this, I have been noticing that when that baby is born, that baby comes into life drinking a glucose milk, mother's milk, or a formula, and the baby isn't drinking maybe enough water because they're saying out there the baby would fill up if they had water, so just give them the milk. And I noticed that... Because uh, uh, time goes by, they start giving that baby more glucose and starch and uh, carbohydrates. Now, not everybody would be allergic, but there are people who are, and from birth. And the thing is, is what you're saying is right about what you were learning, is this country... Now, I'm going to ask you, because you have done so much study to date, is the United States more addicted to opioids and all this marijuana that they're approving of now? 
and all that you just said is not healthy and could become addictive. We all know uh, marijuana can lead to addiction. We know that what can lead to addiction because you don't know which person is going to be. Did you find in your research the United States has more addiction problem than anywhere else, or is there other countries that also have addiction problems? Uh, in in the United States, we have much severe issue in addiction than any other countries. It's because we have yeah. relatively free society. You know, and have a, I mean, in terms of drug yeah. issue, our investment is not very restrictive. More importantly, right. we have uh, such a strong demand for uh, such a big population. Like uh, in the, the, our University of Maryland School of Medicine is in Baltimore. In Baltimore, the estimate, the addiction population is about 10%. That means every 10% is one person was addicted to drugs. That's very right. severe. It is. Doctor, you are right. Now, um, there's way I, I, I'm, I believe... And I pray, pray you never change what you're trying to learn. And uh, now, when you came along and you were learning about what happens with addiction, what were some of the things you found that would help a person that it ha- with addiction? Let's start out with the fact that we won't talk about preventing addiction yet, but let's talk about the person who has an addiction problem what did you learn how you could help them? What, did you, what have you learned? Well, one of the key, one of the key issues I, when I interact with the addiction patient is change their general orientation for health. Because most addiction patients think they have a problem. They need help from the doctor. They need help from the institution. They need help from the group. They need help from the counselors. But actually, the, what really need help is their own thought, is their, is their body, is, is their own, is, is their themselves. They need You're right. something have You're help right. from within. Yeah. So you they keep they going. Have, You're they, right. Themselves have the power. Themselves yeah. have the power to change everything. Because the addiction itself is just a symptom of their, their life problems. This is, addiction is a disease, but you cannot just treat addiction itself without treating other issues in life. Because, for example, most addiction patients may have legal issues, marriage issues, employment issues, uh, skill, they couldn't find a job, and other issues. Those are issues leading them to use addiction as an escape for the problem. So, actually, addiction is one of the many symptoms of in his more functioning life. So, addiction has to have to be treated comprehensively not just as medical issues. It is a social or, you know, life issues. Now, I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to ask you something. Do you think that a research project, and I know you've studied nutrition, do you think the reason that person becomes emotionally caught up in, 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 in disappointments or whatever it may be, has trauma in their life, and then all of a sudden they're experimenting with uh, other things to make them feel better. Um, do you think that person has already had something in their nutrition habits 
that their body is already allergic to something and that addiction becomes more susceptible to that person than other, because not everybody gets addicted, although you're right about the United States. We have a serious, our President Trump took that on and said, there's an addiction problem in our country with opioids and more. We've got to do something to save these people who have these addiction problems live. But your research, it sounds like, um, but I, I'm, I'm, I've been leaning a little bit, toward, uh, quite a bit, actually, toward thinking on an evaluation that maybe those people that do become addictive are already have an addiction to something that's a sensitive reaction, like a food, an, an aller, uh, there, there, something is relating to them that they can't handle emotions. Now, do you follow me, what I just said? They can handle emotions. They may hide yes. it. You, you have two, se- uh, two separate issues. Number one, I am not a nutrition expert, so I, I don't know exactly how nutrition Well, you don't have to be a nutrition expert that. to study. Right, right. <laughs> no, no, we don't have um, to be. A, I, I, you don't want to say we're going to be an expert to study. There's evaluation. So I'm, I'm, I'm not able. Uh, what I mean is I'm unable to directly answer your question about the nutrition factor and related to addiction. But I do know most of people with addiction problems have emotional issues. That means they have psychological right. threat. That, right. that is one we can do a lot of, to help them out, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. The, and, you the, know, the people who have addiction either, either have uh, self-control issues, that means they cannot control their emotion well, and uh, sometimes or they have a um, stress-related response. That means the cortisol might play a very important role during their uh, substance abuse process. Right. They, they try to self-medicate coping with the stress. That is right. related to their emotional, emotional and the mood, mood disorders. And the other thing that I've noticed, doctor, and we'll get on to some of these things that you've been doing with Qigong and uh, other, other research that you're doing, but, um, but I, I've noticed that a lot of these people that have these emotional problems um, are finding uh, that if you put them, if you put them on a special diet and get them off of sugar, get them into diet, and get them into a nutrition new pattern, they they start getting healthier and their emotions change. Have you ever noticed that in your research? Yes, I noticed some of the literature. I did not get involved in research myself, but I didn't notice the literature have that report. Yes, you're right. Hmm. I have doc, I have yep. scientists and doctors who are physicians. We have physicians that I know well. There are surgeons that say this. They don't get enough of that in, in medical school. They've got to start getting more of that in medical school. But they won't get it unless we come up with the, the research to get them convinced in medical school that the, that the that nutrition diet of individuals could be changed and become the medication along with the medication 
until they don't need the chemical medication that the diet could take them on and work with them in their lives to not be so emotional because it could be the glucose, the sugar, it could be something they're really allergic to that nobody would know. I agree. And it makes them more susceptible. Actually, uh, yeah. Yes. Actually, but, I think uh, the sugar is an addiction in America, too. America eats much yes. more sugar than any other country. Right. They love <laughs> sugar. They love glucose. They love starch. Yes, this country. And that's and you're not right. The, that's not now, tell us about that's when not, you've been doing and you've been in your research, you've been learning how to do uh, certain things for self, health, unique self-healing, healing, uh, uh, with people with diseases like cancer and more, and let's just say as an addiction and more, but that you've been learning more about certain therapies like Qigong and more. Uh, I've been studying with uh, a doctor out uh, for several years who is Qigong uh, worldwide and chair, and she's very much into Tai Chi, of course, and then she's very much into... Uh, much more. And what she has taught me that that particular Qigong, Tai Chi, gets that person that has health issues into a, a, a world of stepping away from inner self out to away from self. Uh, could you tell us more about that? Okay. With Qigong I'm going to, Tai Chi. Your, I'm going to kind of respond to your question in two sections. Number one is how did I use, how did I bring Qigong and the, the Chinese, the wellness uh, culture into addiction treatment? That's how I started this area. And number okay. two, how I get in, started with the cancer patients, because that is not area I'm studying, because I'm actually psychologist working in the psychiatry department. So really far right. away from cancer recovery. Yeah, I'm going to do two steps, okay? So number okay. one, this next step, I, I realized American has this, you know, addiction cultures where we are encouraging people to use drugs in every single area. And I, I realized in China we have different cultures. In China, we emphasize the wellness, we emphasize the health. And so we have this preventive care traditions. In China, we call it yang sheng. Actually, yang sheng translated into English is nurturing life. That means you need to nurturing your life, not waiting for the disease to happen and then go see doctors. So nurturing life has three steps, nurturing your body, nurturing your mind, and nurturing your spirit. But that, that is actually the part of a Chinese culture. So we call the, in Chinese medicine, we have a whole branches called the wellness or called the yang sen, or called the nurturing life. So that's about your daily routine, your, you know, uh, re, re, uh, the relationship with the nature, your nutrition, your, you know, um, your relationship. All the things in, in take into consideration. So how to take care of yourself? I think that's what we need in America. Instead of uh, putting everything, uh, waiting until disease happens and give it to the doctor to take care of the problem, you should take care of your own health. So I bring that right. out to you using Qigong right. as a good example. Yeah, use Qigong as a good example into the addiction treatment. So I'm literally switch from epidemiology and substance, uh, substance abuse to treatment of substance abuse with this self-healing method we call Qigong. 
Now, I'm going to ask you, excuse me, excuse me for interrupting for a minute, but when you were uh, working with uh, individuals and in research with substance abuse, addiction problems, did you ever find that when they started breathing, first of all, were they drinking enough water, number one? Number two, did they know how to breathe like you learn in Qigong um, and Tai Chi? Uh, Did you find that 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 alone helped them, increasing the water and then learning how to breathe. Um, my observation is, by the way, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, you know, kind of a, in the residential area, uh, deal with uh, addiction patient 24 hours a day. I don't have that experience. But my observation is most of addiction patients have not drink enough water. They, they were, you know, under constant conscious, I mean, anxiety, and, and or sometimes getting even panic, and I think about what they're going to go next. They don't take care of themselves enough. So that's my direct answer. I don't have, you know, observation 24 hours around them, but my, my general feeling is they, they have not drinking enough water. And uh, at, the, at the same time, I would, I would say they usually will, will depend on something, something else happen, have not able to, able to participate in this, you know, addiction healing process. So that's why when I go to the hope, I want to, you know, stimulate themselves to realize they actually have some healer within themselves they can use for their recovery process. Right. Now, uh, I know you're in research, but what I meant was, I I knew you're not a practicing physician, but what I meant is in your research and what you've been learning is um, our society on this planet has never really learned how to drink enough water, number one, but number two, learn how to breathe like you do with the teaching of Qigong, and that's teaching people how to breathe and in Tai Chi. Now, when you worked with people or studied with people on uh, diseases, did you find, uh, and I, I agree with you, I don't call addiction a disease. I, I think there's something else behind it. But what, what do you believe you've been finding that the world should be teaching in school and in, in their medical practices, Qigong and Tai Chi. What have you been learning about how, how, what people are wanting to learn about it? Um, yeah, actually, I, I think I, I missed one, uh, part of your question. Is Yes, I realized the breathing really helps addiction patients recovering very well. Breathing is very simple things. Everybody doing that every day. But it, whether, how to breathe in, that, uh, that is a very good question. Because when you're teaching the addiction patient how to breathe in, because the Qigong is a mind-body exercise that integrates breathing adjustment, body adjustment, and mind adjustment into one. That kind of mind-body exercise. So breathing is a very important introduction to Qigong for the patients. So when you're teaching patients how to breathe in, and they actually can change their way of dealing with withdrawal and anxiety or tolerance. And also they feel more energetic, more relaxing. It's a really, really powerful technique for addiction patients and for other patients to using or integrate into their own daily life. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the, the method I'm using actually was temporarily named breathing-based mindfulness training. It was actually funded by NITA for uh, clinical studies to testing the, the effectiveness of this method in helping 
uh, cocaine addiction patient to recover. So what other, what other, what else have you learned? I know, uh, now did you study nutrition with all of this? Uh, or did you just learn to include it into, so, uh, how did you include so, your, the diet? Well, that, that is part of our cancer recovery. Uh, I did not study nutrition per se. And next mm-hmm. that, the, the Chinese wellness culture during this Yangsen and nutrition is part of the Yangsen process. Uh, by the way, like okay. I said, Yangsen is uh, uh, life nurturing practices. Or life, I mean, you, 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 do, you literally do Yangsen every day. So if, if uh, uh, the audience has interest in what is Yangsen, how to do Yangsen, I would like to introduce my own website. Uh, it's called yangsen.com. It's actually Y-A-N-G, yang, dot S-H-E-N-G, dot com. And there are two words with dash in the middle, two Chinese words, yang-sen.com. Uh, uh, and that will give you more introduction about what is Yangsen and how to do in the Yangsen. So when people mm-hmm. do Yangsen practice, nutrition is a very important part of it. That means what to eat, when to eat, and what to avoid. So that is, has a whole kind of daily practice in Chinese cultures. Now, in let's say uh, we are learning here about the Chinese culture. Now, in China, are the people in China... And I've been to China. Um, uh, and by the way, I've been to where Jack Ma's uh, has his uh, Tai Chi. They, I was a guest there. Because did you know Jack Ma does Tai Chi? Did you know that? Yes. He was in, yeah. um, he in Hangzhou. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I met his best friend, which was just, a, oh, they were just wonderful. I just think they, they were so kind to me and put on a lunch. But back to the, um, in China, are they practicing what their culture has been teaching them? In well, China? not everybody. I'll be honest, be honest with you. Traditionally, most people do. Now more and more people are doing the Western, Westernized lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. And eating and yeah. drinking and having fun and <laughs> yes. forget, forget to take care of themselves. Now, when I was there, we ate the best food, of course. It was all the, the, the culture of the food. And, uh, but again, um, I was wondering if in China, if they're practicing what their culture is teaching the world, because the diet that they've had for hundreds of years, everybody should be learning. And uh, I'm a believer that everybody in school should be in their physical education classes learning how to breathe and Tai Chi. I believe that it, our doctors uh, should be teaching uh, methods of more emotional uh, uh, relaxation like Tai Chi, Qigong, and breathing. Then they're not doing it. But if we have our way, eventually they will. And um, I've done some strange things in this country to get things into... Uh, the medical field that nobody else had ever done. And um, I found myself, there is not, it, it's always possible of what can be done if, you, if we go about it right. But I'm br- glad today you brought up the addiction because uh, the addiction in the United States is out of control. It is so sad. 
We we have a um, we have to take a break, Doctor Chen. Don't go anywhere. Uh, they just told me we're going to have okay. a commercial, and we're going to we're going to go we're going to come right back, and uh, we'll discuss this further. But don't go anywhere. We're going to listen to our sponsor, okay. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, was just a mist. Your eyes become very dry, and you have vision impairment, which is a dry eye when you wear glasses, and it can lead to blindness. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is in China, um, on the market in China. It's on the market in the United States and all over the, around the world. That Nature's Tears Eye Mist with 100% tissue culture grade water to humidify the eye and be very careful with your eye drops. They can cause addiction if you're overusing them because they cause an evaporation to the tear film of the surface of the eye, and that's what causes the eyes to be impaired and go to blindness. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back with Dr. Chen. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.
You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Chen, explain to me what you you have here, grounding and your health. Explain to our audience what you've been learning as a scientist about grounding and your health. Well, grounding has, has two things. One is physically body grounding. One is psychologically your you know, mind grounding. I mean, grounding to your health has been, like I said, in the two sense. Number one is the body needs being grounded. We have been living in the environment has been heavily elect- electric- electricized. We have electricity everywhere. And that means our body, unfortunately, has to interact with those electricity or magnet- electric magnetic fields. And uh, traditionally, we are grounding ourselves by walking by barefoot touch the, the earth, so we can discharge those electricity, those um, elect, electric, electronic magnetic fields. But now That's we right. don't have that opportunity. We wear shoes, we wear shoes, we live in high-rise buildings, don't have enough contact with the earth. That means our body carrying this extra, you know, electromagnetic field, and the network disturbance our body is functioning, certainly disturbing our chi and blood flow, making our body more likely to be inflammatory. That has been scientifically proved. Right, that's been true. So we, we need, yeah, we need to encourage more people to bear food grounding themselves to the earth. We call the earthening. T-E-A-R-T-H-I-N-G, make earth uh, work. Yeah, we need to mm-hmm. earthening our body. So we can discharge the extra electric electricity or electric magnetic field in the body, and then gathering the energy, gathering the negative ion, whatever the earth supposed to support, uh, nurturing us, gathering those energy by intact with the earth. That's what, that's the physical grounding, and the psychological grounding means we need being thinking more foundationally center ourselves and grounding ourselves, that means psychologically we need to have a base ourselves. We should not be living in anxiety, living in worries, living in sadness all the time. We need being at the moment. We, want, we need a grounding to the current moment. That's what, what, what we call mindfulness practices. We need being focused on this moment. This is the most important and the only moment we actually can control and we actually own in our life. We, our okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, doctor, I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt and ask some questions to help the, uh, tell the audience understand what you just said. Our earth is electric because of the water that's in the atmosphere. And our earth lives with all life because of the atmosphere, it keeps us alive. Our bodies, and you correct me if I say something you want different. 
our bodies are like a battery living with the electric rod of the earth, the electricity of the earth. People don't realize that we are living with the planet Earth. And as we live with the planet Earth, the moment we're born, we, we need to pick up our rhythm that, like you just said, we cannot be negative. That negative is like a negative charge electrically. We need to be more open-minded. We need to be more disciplined with living with the planet, knowing that we are living away from ourselves with the planet Earth, the atmosphere, and we're like living like the planet is with the solar system. It's got a rhythm. And when people can learn how to balance and not be emotionally caught up in out of, uh, in anger or, uh, or, or worried about what, what might be, who it hasn't happened, or how they're going to handle, it causes them to personally be out of rhythm and electrically caught up in a negative charge. Now, did I say that okay for the audience to understand? Yes, I agree. Your, your, your explanation is very well. Mm-hmm. No, no, because I'm using we need common a, sense to explain it. We need, we need to synchronize. We need to synchronize with the Earth's the reasons. Yes, synchronize that's, that's correct. Earth. We're grounding yeah. ourselves. Right. We won't ground ourselves. We are synchronized with the earth. Correct. Mm-hmm. I like the word synchronize. I like that word. You need to have a rhythm with the <laughs> earth to synchronize with the earth and not be always pushing um, for what we think we have to have or we want or what isn't comfortable to us because somebody else is whatever. We need to balance, synchronize, like that yeah, was a magic word you just used. To live with this planet like we are in the solar system with the planet that is so in rhythm, that is so fascinating and so exciting. But that's why, doctor, we need to drink a lot of water. Because when you're replacing the body with that water, because the body is water and the body is living like a battery charged with water, and the battery is, is electrolytically synchronized with the water vapor of the atmosphere electrically, we have to learn that we reach out away from ourselves like you have learned in Tai Chi. Like the Chinese culture has been teaching the world that away from yourself, there's something there. So, again, um, now when, when people learn... To do, how, where do they go to learn to do this? Because you can't just learn it reading in a book. You've got to learn how to do it. What do they do? Where do they go to learn this? Uh, what do you mean, the Tai Chi? Well, the earthling. You know, we can tell them. We can all earthling. say this is... But where, where do they learn? Well, well, believe it or not, earthening as a, as a method of the natural, natural method to treating disease or preventing disease is actually being scientifically proved by the Western medicines, not by the Chinese, because the Chinese has been living, you know, full of the flu, they've been living in high-rise buildings, wear shoes all the time, but it's those people who have been interact 
with the heirs will have more, you know, uh, have less health issue and live in good, better life. And the research in the Western, medi- Western uh, science and technology has found out the earthening can reduce our body's actual uh, electromagnetic field and can help us to reduce inflammatory disease, including cancer and uh, stress and arthritis. And the, the, the earthening can help us to re- achieve much better health condition than we regular lifestyle. But right now, Chinese was integrated that into the practice. There's a Chinese medicine doctor actually created a method called uh, sunrising, sunset, and uh, grounding. Actually, ask people go to go outdoor, barefoot during sunrising and sunset. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a health practice now. Mm-hmm. So, with people out there, when you as a scientist and you're studying. And you're, you're also educating. Have you found that in your research, because you started out in psychology, have you found that maybe eventually we'll tap into stress? Over-electrifying ourselves can cause us, can, can cause a disease, can cause those symptoms if we learn how yes, technology... Definitely. Actually, I, 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 would, I would highly recommend a book called the book uh, E-A-R-T-H-I-N-G is a book's name. Its book has a subtitle called The Most Important Funding in Science and Energy Medicine in Recent Years. Actually teaching people how, how important it is for us to ground ourselves to make sure we are connected with Earth. So that, in that book, there are tons of scientific evidence how the, you know, we, when we keep away us from the Earth, what has bad you know, health consequences, that, that like inflammatory disease has been skyrocketing. And once we're grounding ourselves, we can change the other tendencies. We can bring back our own health. The Whisper of Earth Secrets, Doctor. <laughs> Maybe we should retitle the book, but say Earthling, but Earth Secrets that need you for better education for health. <laughs> yes, you can, you, 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 can, you can start a book like that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I wish yeah. I had the time. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about what you've been doing lately in research. What's some of the things you've been doing? What have you been uncovering? Well, well, what I'm doing is not, not exactly about research. It's actually, my second, like I said, I'm going to ask you a question about how I get in Qigong into the uh, um, kinds of recovering. It's because when I, when I try to bring in Qigong to the addiction treatment, I had an interaction with a very famous Qigong master from China. His name is Bing Hui He. And he has been helping me develop the Qigong set for the addiction treatment, the one I used for my NIH project. But at the same time, he was famous for using Qigong to treat cancer patients in China. He had saved hundreds and thousands of patients from, you know, die, die of the uh, uh, cancers. But uh, after he went to the United States, and he needed, besides doing research, he did make a living. 
So he start, start the same thing he was doing in, the, in, in China to teaching Americans, including the cancer patient, the Qigong form, how to use Qigong for their own recovery. So I, during that process, I am the interpreter. I'm the coordinator of that program. We formed an organization called the World Institute for Self-Healing, to teaching people the self-healing method, that is Qigong, how to use Qigong to, for their health, for their own you know, addiction issues, um, the, the cancer issues, and other health problems. So this is not my actually research subject. I don't have a lot of research grants to support me doing research how Qigong can treat cancer. But I have a lot of practices to interact with cancer patients to teaching them the Qigong, most importantly teaching them the philosophy of self-healing into their health and recovering process. So more specifically now with, right um, now, I'm using... So you, you, now you, I noticed in a lot of your literature, it said a lot about cancer. Have you spent a lot more time with cancer lately, uh, the disease, yes. uh, with studying how to work with the patients who have cancer? Yes, that's what I'm working on right now. I am actually working in a health company in, the, in China. It's called Innova Health. It is a, it's a, it's a wellness center. It's a health center, not a hospital. It's like, like a rehab. It's like a rehab hospital. But it, well, mostly not for patients, but for people who have a general health issue coming in for a physical exam, for seeing Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine doctor, including psychologists, and for their health and rehabilitations. We, and we are teaching some patients about how to take care of themselves, including cancer patients. Uh, in the coming, uh, in two weeks, October 14 to October 28, we have a 15-day uh, rehab tour, and the people around the world will come into our facility to get in the systematic training of Chinese medicine, specifically the psychological uh, training and the Qigong training and the nutrition training, and of course, the Chinese medicine treatment. So that's what we call the, our cancer rehabilitation and uh, we call it rehabilitation camp. It's a, because the 15 day people always stay here in our facility to get in trained, getting uh, rehab, um, education, and a treatment. So during now that when program, we have. Uh, when you're teaching that, do you have, are you teaching uh, instructors also to assist you so your classes can grow and get bigger throughout China? That is my intention. Yes, we try to train, training both patient and instructor, but we have not getting enough instructor yet. That is one of mm-hmm. the critical issues in the whole field. Because, you know, the Qigong or the, or the, or the wellness uh, practice of Chinese wellness practice, we are called Yang Sen, is something people take care of themselves. This business does not make money. So they don't have a lot of people invest in this area. Without an investment, that means people don't get paid well to doing things like that. Mm-hmm. So we have, well, a, what, we have a dilemma. What, we have a, what, may we have ha- a what you may dilemma. be able to do, what you might be able to do is start up a businesses to where individuals, you could train them and you could participate in an entrepreneur business 
to kind of like franchise and get people out there more, uh, throughout China with the classes and then bring them all together in conferences like Jack Ma brings his people together. But there's, you've got, you've got a future there. That future that you just talked about is, could make you and others a lot of money because I do believe that the word wellness, and in the United States we have a word called vain. I do believe that people are going to start getting vain about taking care of their health. And I think you've got a handle, you've yes. got a future there, Dr. Chen. It's just enormous. If people can start making money at, at teaching with you and having classes to where everybody, you know, those classes that you're teaching, and then come to back to America and let's start teaching where the opioid problem, marijuana and all that are going crazy and get the help people's lives to where they don't want to be having indulgent of uh, trying to have a crutch for their emotions, but start doing something about it, their emotions, like drinking water and breathing correctly and Tai Chi and good nutrition and being vain, being a member of a club like you just talked about. That's a future. Yes, That's I agree. a huge future. I agree. We, we, I agree. We have, a, we have a bright future here to using the mind-body medicine to treating cancer, treating a lot of incurable disease. But because our Western medicine has a strength in terms of focus on specific disease, but they are, not, they, are, they are not very good in terms of life and, and recovering because that's not their focus. And for example, you know, I'm, as a psychologist, I would really want to emphasize how important for stress You've got, in cancer recovery. We've only got, we've only got a couple of um, a moment left. And could our listeners here, how, do you have a website that they can go to? Sure. Sure, I can give you the website. Um, it is called Yang Sen. I just next said uh, it's a Y A N G dash S H E N G dot C O M. That's my website in general. And I want to go to a specific page, okay? Yang dash Sen dot com slash question mark T equals sign one one eight one three. One one eight one three. That page is actually introduced the program I'm running in China called TCM NH and Rehabilitation Tools. It's a 15-day program for people getting comprehensive treatment and for you know those things I just mentioned about the stress management. And we'll be having Dr. Chen. We'll be having a press release on it too. So we'll we'll repeat it in the press release also. But we want to thank you for yeah, being on a, today. This is a, thank you yeah, for coming on today. And I'm very proud of it to be part of it. Thank you so much for coming on again today, and I'll look forward to having you on again one day. You be well, doctor. Thank you very much. Keep up that research. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Be well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, audience, did you learn a lot today and what he was telling us? And here in the United States, I think we need to take that drug addiction very serious. And uh, we've known it, all of us, because we're losing thousands of people a year. Thousands. Uh, didn't they say 60,000 last year? That is, uh, that is sad. We're not taking serious. 
I thank you for listening today. This was a very special show. And I want you to know that Earth does have secrets and we need to learn. We're living with the planet Earth. And reach out away from yourself. Take a breath. A large glass of 8-ounce water, 10 of those a day. A good diet. And sleep well with the planet Earth. I want to thank you for listening. And you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel, with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Hour.com.